Good afternoon, and welcome back to the expansion of consciousness. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Medlock, and tonight we have a wonderful guest, uh, Crystal uh, Compton. She's going to be with us, and let me just let me just tell you about this young lady, um, an intuitive channel, uh, the founder of uh, Light Shine Labs. Um, she's a spiritual teacher. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time, wonderful time discussing a number of things uh, with Ms. Compton. But uh, without any further ado, uh, let's talk about Ms. Compton right now. Crystal Compton is a spiritual teacher, intuitive channel, and the founder of the Light Shine Lab, um, an online community dedicated to spiritual learning and consciousness exploration. She served as an intuitive reader for over two decades before shifting her focus to teaching coaching and speaking. Uh, without any further ado, I'm going to bring Crystal on right now. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm so happy, especially because you called me a young lady. I, I sure I'm, did. That's I the only respect, respectable <laughs> thing for me to do. I bet I'm older than you. <laughs> but thank you. We're going we're to bet, bet that once we finish. Okay. But I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So let's just get right into it. You know, being an intuitive, being a spiritual teacher, um, uh, you know, having, you know, encounters uh, over the years, uh, you, you founded your own Light Shine Lab, um, an online uh, community dedicated to learning um, and consciousness exploration, uh, so to speak. What prompted all of this? Tell us about your story. Sure. Well, I can start with my community, um, although I've been having experiences all my life, but the community I created because I didn't have one for myself. And I felt like such an oddball, like I didn't fit on this planet because I was different. I was interested in different things. And I didn't know anybody in my actual real life that I could talk to that wouldn't think I was just straight loco. So I said, let me create the community that I would have wanted to have, especially all these years, you know, when I felt so alone. And that's what prompted me to create the Light Shine Lab. And in the beginning, it was just students of some of my programs. And so we could have these extended conversations and just geek out about things of the spirit. One of the focuses of the community was consciousness exploration. I used to listen to Coast to Coast back in the 90s and the aughts and even um, Art Bell, you know, before he passed, I was always listening to him. And he was really interested in this idea that collectively we could agree upon something and call it in, like our consciousnesses could do this and something could happen. And there's this story, I think it was uh, late 90s, where he asked all of his listeners, and by then he had millions of listeners, to agree that there would be some kind of a visitation from UFOs. And so across the planet, everybody visualized it, agreed upon it. And within a couple of nights, there were the Phoenix lights and this huge phenomenon that so many people witnessed where craft came and visited our planet. And this shook him so deeply because he touched, he could feel the power of consciousness intentional. And mm. so I always thought to myself, well, if I had a community of people, what if we agreed to do interesting and wonderful things. And so we've done, and, and over the years, we've done a few things, but, you know, meditating or, you know, Jesus even said, if, 
you and I agree on something, whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, God will create it. And so I have something called holy agreement meetings where we get together, we agree together, you and me about something, and then we manifest it. I really, really believe in this principle. And I also think that probably why we came to the planet right now, because we're in the process of incredible shift and transition, and we need people who can intentionally blend their consciousness and create a new outcome. So that's why I created my community. So Crystal, you had you had to have had your awakening in that whole wall. What was that like? Well, see, I I I was born a psychic kid. Like okay. my first memory was of tree people that I would sit and talk to for hours in Lahaina Maui. And I could see things around people. I could feel their moods. And it was so human and so natural. It wasn't like I was doing something magical or wrong. Um, And so I never had a spiritual awakening into these gifts, if you will. I more had a spiritual deconstruction because when I was a teenager, I tripped and fell into Pentecostal Christianity. Mm. And for the next decade, decade and a half, I was immersed in organized religion. And a lot of those gifts and abilities kind of just went away. And so when I left the church, it was about how can I make my way back to these kind of effortless abilities that I used to have? And why did I have them? And what does that mean about me? What does that say about me? And so for the years following my leaving Christianity, I went through this new spiritual awakening, kind of coming back into my own, remembering, oh, yeah, I am a spiritual being. Oh, yeah, I am connected to the all that is. And many years later, you know, I'm 54 right now. (laughs) So many years later, like coming back around as well to some of those early beliefs in Jesus or or, uh, scripture, some of these scriptures are so magical. And even Jesus was so magical. So bringing it all together to make sense now, that's where I'm at. That's what I do. That's, um, you know, very exciting. And people, you know, they try to, they run from abilities that they have, um, afraid, um, seeing things, hearing people talk to them. And the one thing, Kirsten, you and I can agree on is that we don't understand who we are and the power that resides within a human avatar, you know, and consciousness and what consciousness actually is and the way we can use it to our ability. And people are afraid. Some people are. Then some people uh, like you, myself, where we, you, you grew up uh, knowing you, you were, you know, you had enhanced and built abilities. You know, I, I sort of grew in, grew up knowing that there was something else. And I went and found this knowledge and, and taught myself a lot of these modalities and was taught by some te- uh, teachers out there. Um, so it, what you're saying is exactly on point. So, I mean, I, let me ask you a question. Uh, for the average person, and I just use me as an example, how can I know if I'm psychic? You were created in the image of your creator. <laughs> You're, mm-hmm. You were imbued with all of the spiritual essence and DNA of your creator. Your creator is the creator of all things and makes manifest all things. And in his image, so can you. And when Jesus said, you are all gods, that is exactly what he's referring to. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, 
I would just say, start with the premise that you are psychic and begin to align to that. It's, it's psychism, intuition, these aren't gifts or dispensations of spirit. These are part of the human experience. Yes. And this is part of being a natural, normal human being. We all have this ability. We come into this incarnation fully connected to all of that. It's just that over time, we start turning off these lights. We start um, becoming habituated to the illusion of this reality, which is always telling us that we don't have this power, that we are not divine, that we must be slaves to the structure of this reality. And so I think we come to this planet super excited, like tag me in. I want to be there, even though it's a crazy, insane asylum. Sometimes we wanted to come in, we wanted to overcome the illusion, and then we wanted to help make the way forward. And, you know, you mentioned fear, and that is a big one. I've led um, many, many programs to help people develop their intuition. And the primary reason they struggle is because they're afraid of the Pandora's box. Like, what am I going to open if I start to open my third eye? What am I going to see? Are there going to be dead people? Am I going to be attacked by demons? Before even that, it is important to understand who you are as a being and that you as the consciousness having this experience, you control the entire thing. When you know this about yourself and also what you're connected to, which is God, you are the avatar of God and your higher self. When you know how powerful this makes you, the entire world of spirit recognizes it too. And when the spirit realm recognizes that you are powerful, they really don't try to run up on you in the middle of the night. Right. So I heard you, I heard you say something about the dead people. So can you speak to dead people? I have. I okay. wouldn't say I'm a medium per se. I'm, that's okay. not something I've been interested in. Um, but I have spoken to dead people. I've spoken to ghosts, earthbounds, but I've also spoken to departed loved ones. So people who've passed out of the earthbound realm, which is the fourth dimension, into the fifth, and then have come back to give messages. So and maybe, yes. and maybe we shouldn't say dead people. We, you've spoken to people in different realms, different dimensions. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's interesting because, you know, using quantum uh, healing hypnosis technique, we're able to move um, clients into the somnolistic state. Yes. And we're keeping them awake with our voice only. <laughs> and we're able to then move to the higher self and, and start to ask questions of it, getting permission first which is the conscious, the soul, spirit, you know, source, uh, whatever name a person wants to give it. And I've had, I, I audio tape and record all my sessions. And when that higher self starts to speak, the brilliance of the voice and of the questions you're asking it about the illness or whatever's going on with this particular client is absolutely amazing. And Dolores Cannon did, a number of years of study on this mm -hmm. um, and just reading through a lot of her books and and now um, successfully um, uh, using her technique on a daily basis with clients, you can just about get any information you want if it's pertinent to that particular person's lifetime. Amazing. I have always wanted to get a QHHT session. You know, my really good friend, 
had a session with Dolores herself. Wow. Yeah, can you imagine? She was just like, it was amazing. But, Doing um, my training, yeah. listening to Dolores. I know. In training, mm. and some of the people she was, she don't like us. She don't like us to speak in first person. Some of the people that she was a conduit for the healing, it was absolutely amazing. Some of the the beings she would be able to communicate with, and we can communicate. Some people can communicate with them that way. Obviously, you can do it another way. But all of us the same. Yeah, I think it's just a different road to get there. Yes, <laughs> a different yes. road to get, and I think there are people who have different layers of resistance, you know. Exactly. And so it helps to be put into that somnambulistic state and let those walls fall down so that they can get there. Other people are open and ready and are fine tuned to it, like yourself or perhaps yes. me. So, so let's let's, let's talk about manifestation. Sure. Um, how can one uh, manifest spiritual gifts and talents? Is you know. And we know that we already have these gifts. They're already here. But mm -hmm. if a person is out there saying, well, I'm not, I'm not psychic. I'm, I don't have that ability. Well, then how do we show them to, uh, how to do that, how to manifest that? Well, I'm going to have to, um, and pardon me, I do bring a lot of scripture into the things that I talk about um, as reference oh, you're free. We're just, we're, okay. we're having a conversation. Some people are like, don't bring in the Bible, but I'm like, I'm about, I have to, I have to bring in the Bible. But Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh -huh. And what that means is to focus first on making a profound connection to creator, to source and whatever that looks like for you. Seek that first. And once you have that, all of these other things to include prosperity, abundance, health, wellness, but also clairvoyance, clairsentience, mediumship, and otherwise are added to you. It's interesting because when I first got really, really captivated by the paranormal, I was into all the bells and whistles. You know, I want to see ghosts or I want to talk to angels. That was my focus. The same thing. <laughs> right. And you end up trying techniques and they work. But nothing has worked better for me than focusing on meditation, spending time in the sacred chamber, being with God, prayer, vibrational modification, like doing things intentionally so that I'm high frequency. Yes. When you're high frequency, that means you're closer to source. That's all that means. Yes. When you're closer to source, all of source attributes start populating your life. So if you want to be effortlessly psychic, Focus on that connection and it'll happen for you. Don't focus on trying to like, how do I meditate hard enough to open my third eye? It'll open naturally when you're close to God. That is so beautifully said, Crystal. Oh, you. And, you know, focusing on source. And here's a tip that I, I got from my spiritual teacher. Um, she says, always think when you want to be closer to God, you want to raise your vibration in a moment. Always think about a really, really bright, bright light inside of you. And as the light fills your body, as the light then fills the room that you're in, and then the light fills the neighborhood, fills the, the city, the state that you're in, the entire planet. If you can visualize that, you know, continuously, that can automatically raise your vibration in itself. I was like, wow, that was a good tip. It is a good tip. And it's something yeah. we can all do. So you were talking about Jesus um, um, in the parable you just, you just read. So I'm assuming Jesus was a psychic 
But, oh, yeah. you know, obviously in the Bible, it says that, that psychics are bad. Right. What's your I take mean, on that? I think that a lot of that comes out of the Old Testament. Some of it's in the New Testament with St. Paul. He's very, very into rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. I think we take Jesus as the ultimate example. I think he came here to be a representative of God and man. And Jesus said, if, if I can do it, you can do it better. He said, anything I do, you can do. And we have Jesus being a medium when he's out on the mount during the transfiguration talking to, I think it was Moses and Elijah. They're mm -hmm. long, long dead by then. We have Jesus doing energy work, casting demons out of the man into the herd of swine. We have Jesus prophesying the destruction of the temple. We could call this clairvoyance. We have Jesus healing people physically. We have Jesus doing all of this as the prime example to us. So when somebody says, well, being psychic's a sin, then I say, well, you, was Jesus a sin? Didn't Jesus say that he was the way that we needed to follow his way? So that's what makes the most sense to me. Of course, it's up to personal interpretation. But. So, Crystal, so I hear a lot about dominion. Uh, what is dominion and why is it the only psychic protection that we really need? Well, in the spiritual community, New Age community, there is an emphasis on saging and you know, yeah. selenite and Florida water, all of which I have. <laughs> I have them all. And I use them for ritualistic purposes. And I think that they work. Nothing works better than what I call dominion. What is dominion? Dominion is the energy that we run when we are in alignment with who we are. Okay. So if I'm walking around the planet knowing that I am divine, right? that I am the consciousness having the experience and if the entire ecosystem of spirit recognizes that in me, that is more powerful than anything else I can wave around, and run up and down my aura. It's knowing who it is that you are. And I like to describe dominion or to, to get somebody to feel it, what it might feel like in their body. I describe it like this. Imagine you have a young child, maybe four or five-year-old young son, and you come home one day and you hear him in another room and then you catch that somebody else is in the room with them and you can't recognize that voice. And so you stop and you listen. And as you listen, you can hear this other voice saying the most evil, heinous things to your son. Wow. And so in that moment, as you're just outside the door, how do you feel? Do you feel scared? Do you want to run outside and call your neighbor to come and help you? Do you want to call 911? Or do you get your hackles up and you straighten up your back and walk into that room and you go up to that person and you lift them up by the scruff of their neck and you walk them out of your house like who are you talking to this is my house this is my child you can't just come up here and talk to my child like this you get rid of him yourself that's dominion feeling like i am sovereign in my space and mm. because i'm sovereign it's up to me who can come in and who cannot mm. and so when people run the energy of that they are not spiritually attacked. They are not assaulted by shadow people. And believe me, I have been assaulted by shadow people and right. other beings, but that just doesn't happen anymore. And if it, the last time it happened was like three, was about three years ago. It is very quickly over and done with because I very swiftly get back into dominion and cast him out. And that's what Jesus was doing. He knew who he was. Exactly. Well, so, so, so tell me this, mm -hmm. have you ever met um, an angel? Yes. What was that like? I had convulsions in my physical body. Um, it was such a dose of energy 
for those of us who who are familiar with the Bible, like when Daniel meets the angel and he falls prostrate on his mm -hmm. face and he's just like, take me. I can't deal with it. It's too much. Um, it was very, very overwhelming power. And at the time, I didn't believe in angels, which is wild because I had been an intuitive reader for over a decade by then. Yeah. I just thought that angels were this cozy idea that humans needed to make us feel better about ourselves and God. Um, and so the day that I met Archangel Gabriel, I couldn't believe it. Even in the midst of having my encounter with Gabriel, I was doubting that I was actually having it. I saw it with my naked vision. I saw him with my naked vision. And I also saw him with my mind's eye. And I asked him to validate that he was who he said he was three times in the following week. And not a validation in my own spirit, not a witnessing testimony. I'm talking external validations. Please prove it to me. Because the Bible says to test all spirits. So I get mm. to test you. And um, in the following week after meeting Gabriel, I got three external validations that that's, what who, that's who he was. But it was amazing. And he's, he's a trip. <laughs> Gabriel <laughs> once walked into my bedroom with an um, astronaut helmet on. He walked into my bedroom, came to the side of my bed. He took off his helmet and put it on me. And I went on some astral travel experience. But he's a funny angel. You know, um, Elizabeth Womack, the 12 Heart Angels, the book that she she wrote, uh, a beautiful book. She talks about her her uh, relationship with 12 Heart Angels and Gabriel um, right and, down. you know, all these uh, angels. So, yeah, uh, it's fascinating uh, to speak to you about a direct uh, contact. So what do they say to you uh, when you're uh, engaging uh, with these beings? Um, a lot of times it's just presence. Mm -hmm. um, it's just refinement that takes place. Gotcha. And what I mean by that is when we're in the presence of such a big divine energy, it changes who we are. It changes okay. our lower 3D body density. It changes our frequency. Yes. So it's it's a way to kind of expand our consciousness. But they gave me a lot of different information along with some interdimensional beings as well. Like, what I should be eating, how I should be treating my body, high frequency, high vibration um, minerals, things that I need to consume so that I can channel or so that I can be in the work that I do. Um, they've talked about the chakra portal system. We These chakras that we have are not just connected to our body, connected to our health. They actually are portals to different dimensional spaces. So they gave me all kinds of information about that. So from the mundane to the cosmic, and that's the thing about angels, honestly, if you give them permission, because it's free will, that's the law, but if you give them permission, they will help on absolutely every level of your life. Yes. Permission to intervene in your life. And free will, um, Crystal, uh, amazing that we're on that. And that's one of the, one of the major gifts that Source gave to us. To, to, to humans, um, one of his major gifts. And he knew that it was one of the greatest gifts he gave human uh, free will and one of the worst gifts uh, that he gave humans. Um, knowing that with free will, you can do anything you wanna do as long as it's for the greater good of all and it's a, in alignment with this particular lifetime but with free will, you could go against source or you can go against God. And those are the two 
sides to that. So, yes. yes. You know, and I don't know how I feel about, see, I don't believe in karma like a lot of people do. Some people believe in a wheel of karma that you're just always on trying to work off the bad stuff you did 17 centuries ago, you know, in this life. I don't believe that reincarnation is compulsory. I don't believe in karmic baggage like that necessarily. But I do believe before we came here, we created a blueprint for ourselves. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think life is actually a mix of predestination, meaning fixed, faded experiences and free will. So we made plans. We came here to adhere to those plans, but we also have the free will to mess it all up if we want to. Yeah, nothing's ever certain. The future has a lot of different uh, scenarios. That's why there you have these multiverses and multi-dimensions, uh, uh, because every time we have a thought, and if I decide that I'm going to get with Crystal and have an interview, then maybe the other me had another thought that was something different, and it splits off. Um, Dolores talks about that in a lot of her work. I mean, she's written about 15, 20 books. Mm -hmm. All of her work consists of speaking with uh, beings, spirits, and getting a great understanding of how and what and when and where uh, on a number of matters. And, you know, when, when I look at incarnation, um, just from uh, my, my, my experience uh, speaking with, um, you know, uh, beings and just from the research with Dolores, that we're just here to learn. We're, we're, we're given these emotions and we're here to learn and co-create. Uh, we've planned our, our incarnation. We know exactly what we're trying to accomplish. But the one problem is, is that the human avatar has free will and can derail all our plans. <laughs> exactly. And here we are living and collectively. And here we are. So, so Krista, what happens when we die? Well, when we die, <laughs> we pop out of our body just like we do every night when we go to sleep. Okay, so yes. this is nothing new to us. We pop out of our body and we immediately find ourselves in the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is also where earthbound spirits are or ghosts, if you will, and also a lot of thought forms and such. Um, this is not heaven. This is just the next proximate place closest to the earth reality. And in fourth dimension, there becomes available shortly after your death a portal, which we could call a tunnel of light or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is the trans, this is how you get to the next dimensional location, which would be 5D. And so should you choose to go into the light? And some people say not to, by the way. Okay, we could go crazy talking about that. But some people say you shouldn't. But if you choose to go through the light and you end up in what we would call heaven, which is 5D, you would then move into a life review checking out your life, what happened, what'd you learn, how do you feel? Some of us, if we've lived a very di difficult, traumatic life, we have to spend some time in rest or acclimation, really. Like our light body needs to become a match for the new dimension. And sometimes that takes a little fine tuning. Yes. 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 You're on point. I'm just smiling. I love I it. I call it climatization. We just got to get used to it a little yes. bit. And then once we're there and a match for it, then we go into the dimension. And that's just the first level of 5D. So for every dimension, there are dimensions within the dimensions, which we call octaves. Mm -hmm. And so we find ourselves in the lowest level of 5D. 
and we can travel anywhere in that dimension from there. But like there's schools there. There are groups. Your, your soul group is there. There's stuff to do. It's um, not exactly like Earth, but there's a lot that you would relate to. And also, it doesn't feel as heavy and dense as this place. Well, you know, I was thinking, not thinking, I was reading that um, we're here on Earth. We know this is a construct, a, th a third dimensional construct. And the things that we're experiencing here, they're experiencing the same things in, in the fifth, the sixth, the seventh dimension, but at a grander, more impressive scale. So when you say it's not just like it is here, the principles of Earth is basically built on what they're used to, um, what they're used to in their life, you know, in their lifestyle. What, what do you think about that? I think that it's there is an organizing, overlighting signature to our whole universe in which all of our dimensions dwell. Okay. And so each dimension resembles the other. The ones that are um, closest resemble each other the closest. Mm -hmm. So one D is going to look a lot different from eight D, for example. Um, but they're all similar because they all have that that through line or that thread because of the organizing frequency of our universe, which, by the way, I believe is love. We feel it to be unconditional love. And so yes. every being arranged in every dimension is aligned to the frequency of love. But here's something that'll blow your mind. You want to expand your consciousness is the <laughs> idea that this is just one of the universes. You mentioned the multiverse. There are many, many other universes. And what if they had a different organizing frequency that isn't love. Doesn't mean it's bad. And I've done some channeling around this. In fact, it's it's not bad. It's just a different form of what we identify as love. But I once had an experience where I traveled into one of these other universes and I got so turned around and became so fearful because I didn't recognize any familiar frequency in that place. I didn't feel God because wow. to me, God is love. Exactly. But over there, it's a different thing. <laughs> so it was a really not kind that of it's not of God. It's just a different thing because I mean yes, he's sir. created everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. So that. you a minute ago you were talking about uh, you mentioned soul blueprint, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know we're good. we're getting back to that because I've, I'm familiar with it in a way. So what is soul blueprint for our audience so they can understand that? The, I, the word blueprint is just another kind of way that we can make sense of what we're talking about. It's more like right. a parable. It's it's way bigger and multi more multidimensional than we could probably articulate. But it is just the plan of the life. But everything is built into it that you want to experience from a soul level in this incarnation. So every person, good, bad, your, your, your um, loved ones, but also your enemies, every job, every encounter, every um, mentor, every place you've lived, everything has been built into this. And you come as a soul with the hope that you can do all the things. But what I've come to learn is that there are different versions of a blueprint. Yes. So there is a blueprint that exists with all the things you want to do. And sometimes people get out of the life and they've done all the things, but it's rare okay. because of free will, just as you've mentioned. Yeah. Then there's a middle version of this blueprint where we do some of the things, maybe most of the things, but not all of the things. And then there's this lower version, which is like we get here, we're immediately derailed, 
and we never do any of the things. And then yeah. we check out of life and we look back and we're like, ah, oh, I didn't do that. Do I want to come back? Do I want to try again? Well, Earth, so, is, Earth is a privilege uh, to be at. It's one of the toughest schools out yes. there, but it's a privilege to be here. But it does signify that you are a high level spirit uh, entity, being, soul, whatever the name that you want to give it. If you're here on Earth incarnated, it says that you've been incarnated at a number of places. And this was the one of the last challenges. Yes. And another thing about the blueprint that I think it's important to say is that it's magnetic, meaning that blueprint that you created as a soul at the highest level is magnetic. It's always magnetizing you to it. This is why when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in your life, when you're missing the mark, when you're not really living your life purpose, you know that. In fact, you feel like a sense of urgency, like, oh my well, gosh. Your, your friends in the spirit realm who help yes. you prepare are, are sending you messages in yes. the form of a bad back, uh, in the form of uh, cancer, in the Losing form, jobs. Yep. You know, you we get messages. <laughs> Absolutely. And the blueprint itself is also, it's always signaling. So if we go quiet, this is why meditation is so crucial. When we go quiet and into the silence, we can feel the pull of this. And you're talking about parallel universes. I could talk to you all day. So you're talking about parallel universes. And we're running, on, uh, we're running <laughs> out of time. I'll, I'll get it out really quick. But in another universe, in another dimension, you have done all the things. You have hit all the marks. You've lived that blueprint at the highest level and that you exist right now. And there is a way that you can actually create an avatar of that you in that highest place of the incarnation and then tether yourself to it and magnetically align yourself back to that highest path. So that's... That's an amazing opportunity that we can all we, avail we ourselves of. We have to get people knowing where you where to find you. Uh, CrystalLaneCompton.com, www.CrystalLaneCompton.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to go and check her out. Okay. And I'm, I'm trying to see if I, yeah, I have it right here. So I want to pull this up. Um, so you know, we'll spend some time talking about you. You know, it's okay. a lot of things that I know we could be talking about. But um, give us a quick... Um, tour of what to expect when uh, when the people go to your website? Well, um, it, just opportunities to connect with me. Like if you want to be part of my spiritual community, if you want to be in my text community, but there's just a lot of content available there. And really, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm in a season right now where I am more focused on creating lots of content via YouTube, podcasts, collaborations, and yeah. things of that nature. And so like, if you go on my YouTube channel, I have over 800 spiritual videos, like on all the topics that you want to talk about. And it's all free, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, I have two podcasts right now and again, all free, great content. I'm in the process of creating some workshops for timeline healing of that nature, which will be offered on my website and otherwise, but really it's just a portal for you to find my stuff. If you're interested in the kind of things that I'm talking about. Um, there are people interested and they just may not say it around other people, <laughs> you know, but we all have those friends that love what we do, but you know, they never press like, but they know, they know that they love it. Um, but this is a treat and I'm so, um, happy you decided to, to come onto the show. Uh, I'm open. So we talked about me coming on at some point. I'd love yes. to do it. Um, oh, I would love that too. This is a great conversation. And if I can squeeze one more question and because 
we talked, I asked you how could a person manifest becoming spiritual or, or becoming psychic? And you and you went we went through that, but what are the mechanics of manifestation? Uh, if a person, okay, well, this is all you have to do. You have to, to do what Jesus did. Well, what, what, what did he, he just said those words, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are the mechanics of uh, manifestation in that, sure. in that case? So Jesus said those words because he had a vision about something. He had a belief in an intention. But the other thing Jesus did in order to manifest miracles is he believed it was possible. Yes. And he said, to him that believeth, all things are possible. Mm. And so Jesus knew himself as the divine creator, and he knew it was possible. But even the, but we're not talking about just human knowledge, I know. I know it's possible. We're talking about a feeling state, which is going back to vibration. It's an embodied belief that I am. I am already that. I am already this thing that I want to become. I've been that already. So Jesus had that feeling state of himself. And because he felt that and he had a vision for himself, because the people perish for a lack of vision, you got to have a vision for your life. So he had the vision, he had the feeling, and then it's manifested. If you can do both of those things, you are guaranteed to manifest what it is that you want. Crystal Compton. Okay, I'm going to put you in the back. Stay there. I'm going to put you in the back. I'm going to close this thing out. Crystal Compton, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what a beautiful uh, soul. Uh, what a knowledgeable um, young lady. And yeah, I did say young lady. No, but um, Crystal is over the top. Um, you guys need to check her out. Um, some fascinating information that we went through tonight. Um, um, and if you're looking for a spiritual teacher, go to her website and contact her. Um, so without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and end the show. But I want to thank you for spending the time with us again uh, this evening, uh, listening to the expansion of consciousness. And you never know what you may learn. Uh, but the one thing I want you to do is to make sure when you're on YouTube, look our channel up at expansion of consciousness and click like and also subscribe so that we can keep bringing you this quality content. Until then, until the next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>